How's it going, everybody? I'm Jeff Slakey, and it's time for another set of candidate conversations. And I am here at Nita's talking with George Blush, who's running for the city of Shelton uh, council position number one. How are you, George? I am awesome, Jeff. How about you? It's good to see you. I'm well. Thank you very much. We've had these conversations uh, for a few years now. Yes, sir. And you have been in the community here at Nita's for five years or so. Yes, sir. And uh, I know that you have... Uh, run for various offices. You've seen a lot of things change. So let's talk about this position in the city of Shelton right now. What are you looking at? What is drawing you to this race? So I think the city of Shelton is in a place where we need to do a little bit of rebuilding. We have uh, a new city manager. We have a new chief coming in. Um, we're having some growing pains and whatnot that we need to get through. And I think I have a pretty good track record of showing where I can help rebuild. Um, I work at the housing authority. I did just that. I was able to come into there to an organization that was in pretty rough shape. And even during COVID, we were able to pull off miracles. And, you know, we got the places cleaned up. Um, just the places right behind the city of Shelton's uh, Civic Center is the Goldsboro Apartments. That one right there was a nightmare with overdoses and different things that were going on there. We went in there, we set a standard and a precedence, and we cleaned it up. And now we have kids running around over there blowing bubbles, the playgrounds for kids again. And, you know, dogs are running around. Everybody's having a good time over there like it was supposed to be. And people have pride in their home. And when they see things that they don't like, they're quick to speak up about it because we made it that way. And they're grateful for what we did. And I think I can bring that to the city. So when it comes to those types of opportunities for folks to outreach, do they? how does that get back to you? Uh, in the housing authority and then what do you do to take those steps and move forward because I would imagine and I've heard you speak about this before housing is a is a huge issue in our community across the whole county but here in Shelton specifically um, what are some of the ways that you're you're trying to find housing to get housing into the city I mean what's out there so I almost am on the board of Crossroads, and what Crossroads does is they have something called the Master Lease Program. They have a, a shelter, for like a family shelter that we have over here on the hill, and then we also do a Master Lease Program, which says if you own a home and say you don't want to deal with renters, and you want to, but you want to, don't want to lose money on it, you can Master Lease that program to us, and then we break it up into rooms or whatever the case may be for whatever situation comes up, and we are getting families in housing and getting them taken care of. And we're meeting them at their level. A lot of times you have... Um, people that have substance abuse issues, people that have, you know, they can't get a job issue, whatever. Just various things come up in people's lives and they they're, cause struggles. We meet them where they're at and we're helping them to get into housing. And then usually when you set a precedence there, they get used to living as custom to a certain way. And then they want to continue to do that. Sure. So we want to encourage housing like that. And I, I'm a part of that program and I'm proud to be just like the housing authority. Um, you know, things like that where we have people moving in the right direction. That's what we need more of here. What are some of the things that you've seen over these last couple years here on Railroad? Uh, you've got front row seats to a lot of the changes that have happened over the years. Um, I mean, where does that, when you wake up in the morning and you get ready to come down here, are you uh, nervous about what you'll find when you show up to the door? Are you encouraged about what you've seen around here recently? Uh, what? So when I get up in the morning, I kind of have a, all right, let's see how it's going to be when we get there now. 
it wasn't always that way. There was a time where I didn't feel like that, where I came down here and I was happy to come to work every morning. And this was a lot of fun. Most mornings I get here, there's no problems. Things are pretty good. You know, it's a beautiful town. You know, when the sun's shining out there in the morning and all the neighbors are out here having coffee and uh -huh. talking in the morning, we have a lot of fun. Um, but then there's the other mornings where it's a little crazy out here. Um, I don't know what the perfect answer is right now, but we've got to do something better than what we're doing now. And if we don't have the people in place that are able to make that happen, then we need to find the right people to do that. So with the housing authority, the only reason I was successful there was because I built a team. I had a wonderful board with me that helped me and they, they trusted a lot in me and we were able to build a good team and we made it come together. So we're at a rebuilding stage right now when you have new leadership coming into as far as with the city council, with the new city manager, with the new police chief. So you have all new leadership there. So now we have an opportunity to set an expectation and hopefully we can get the results that we intended in the beginning and not be where we are now. When, uh, so when you, if you're able to join the, the council, it's you and what, six other people or whatever. Yes. Sir. Um, so you're not going to be able to do things solo. No, sir. right. You got to build consensus and yep. teams and stuff like that. What are some of the things or ways that you do that? How do you help? How do you build consensus with your employees here at NIDA's or just in general? So when you walk into a room more often than not, you try to look at the person who everyone else is focused on listening to. And I find myself in that position more often than not. So. Someone once said to me, a good friend of mine who is in politics, he says, if you want to find good leaders, look for who people are following. And I usually find myself in the places where I am kind of put in a leadership role unintentionally. Like I don't go there looking for it. And when I do, it winds up working out. And I've done well like that. And I have a lot of wonderful supporters around me, a lot of wonderful people uh, that come up to me all the time and thank me for different things that I don't even remember doing sometimes. And it's a blessing. And I, and I love that I'm able to do that. And... I think I can continue that moving forward. I think my mission has always been the same. You know, we got to help people. We got to put one foot in front of the other. But, you know, you can't throw everything out at once. You know, we have to work together. We have to make some compromises and we have to get some things done. We can't win every battle. I don't <laughs> believe me. You have to take a lot of losses before you finally figure out, you know, where your win's going to be. And, you know, helping in the community has always brought me good things. And this is just another way for me to continue my my mission and leadership what are some things that over these last five years and i know that you read up on all the court cases and yes the sir blake versus idaho and kind of the rulings and what is allowed and things like that has anything over these last five years um changed your mind in kind of your general perspective of things I think a lot of people were well-intentioned in the very beginning when we all got started here trying to help out people. The problem that we have is that there's an underbelly of people that don't have the best interest of any of us in mind, including themselves. And they've kind of set up camp around here and they're making some people's lives hard. And that's not fair to anybody. You know, I have friends here that got chased out because of the way that you know, some of the things that interactions that they had down here that they got scared because of what they had to do and they left. I just had a person in a local grocery store tell me the other day how she's looking at whether or not she has enough to retire because she doesn't want to come to work anymore. And she's been here working since 
long before I lived here. I've been here 11 years. She's been here long before me working, and she's one of our wonderful people that work around here. And that's sad to me. It shouldn't be that way. You know, we should have a thriving community where people are comfortable. You know, that's what we had for so long, and it doesn't seem that way anymore. I want to bring that back. What are some other things that the city council can do as a whole? And I know there are, you know, quorum rules and things like that, but if there's ways that they can be out more in the public, would that be helpful, you think, to get the community to kind of understand better where they're coming from or listening sessions? You know, I've, I've been to enough of these meetings where they'll have uh, listening sessions or uh, they'll roll out the latest plan for the roads or this and that, but not many people show up. And then you look at the primary election numbers, and it's, you know, pretty low, 30%. So how do we, how, how do you reinvigorate the community to, to be prideful again? I know for myself that a lot of people come here to talk to me about a million different things as far as, like, the housing authority goes. And I've kind of made this my home base for that sort of thing. And I think that's important, and a lot more of the people should probably be, have something like that set up. Uh, one of my friends who's a county commissioner, he has a place up in Belfair that he meets with people r regularly. And he comes here and meets with the people from down here regularly. So it was, it, I found that, that that was a great tool to use. So I have a lot of meetings here um, with different people from the different things that I'm involved in. Um, and I'm always here. I'm and free. It's differing viewpoints, too, right? You're oh, not absolutely. just bringing on the yes, you're oh, people who agree with you. You're trying to get other perspectives. Do you have examples of like the. People that have come so the, down. The different perspectives of, of how far um, politically you can go from one side to the other is at one point in time, at my counter, we had um, Darren Holland's wife and Troy Jasmine. And I got to tell you, you remember that race heated up pretty good. Yeah. So that was an interesting moment where I felt like, whoo, Switzerland. You know, I'm down here speaking of this and down here speaking of And then on the other side, you know, we've had uh, Dan Griffey comes down here. He's been in here to eat, and so is Patty McGuire, you know, so two completely different perspectives. And I have a lot of wonderful conversations with all of them. Um, this is a nonpartisan race here, you know, and there's really not a whole lot of major politically sided things that the city council deals with. Right. It's a budget, taxes, um, you know, setting up the different rules in the city and how we can, you know, curb different things and stop different issues. And, you know, it's limited to, to an extent, but those Things can be very powerful if used correctly, and they you know, and setting a precedence is so important. And I learned that with the housing authority. If we tell people, "Hey, look, we don't accept you know you leaving garbage all over the place," they stop throwing garbage all over the place, and it worked out. So it's just nudging people along. We don't have to be mean. We don't have to be angry. We can just walk in and go, "Hey, look, this is how we're going to do things here, and this is what we want from you." What do you think led us to that? You know, you hear about that a lot. I think of. Um well, it's usually framed around kids in school and how they're, they move on no matter what, grade to grade to grade, regardless of if they were aptitude was there and things like that. The, you know, the, people used to talk about the participation trophies and things like that, but it seems like there's, there's just the apathy is out there and it seems like it's hard to get folks invested. And that's what it is. If you give somebody too much... They have no and no desire to work. When I was a little kid, you know, we didn't have a whole lot. I lived in a kind of a marginalized place, and it was a little tough growing up. 
Uh, my mom was a nurse. She worked a lot of hours. I didn't see her much. We didn't have cell phones and Google and right. all this good stuff back then. So, you know, I had to learn how to go be self-sufficient. Ten years old, I could get a paper route, and that was the first thing I did. You know, and I used to drive my bike around, and there was a bunch of different gas stations in my neighborhood that I could go, and the guys would pay me to go bring them lunch and that sort of thing, and they'd buy me lunch too. So, you know, I learned at a young age the importance of getting up and going and getting something done. So to this day, I'm still up crack of dawn. I got to get to work, you know. Yeah. And I always just had that built in me from a kid. My grandparents came from Cuba, and they worked. They started with nothing in the Bronx. They had a little shack of an apartment with, you know, nothing. And my grandfather wound up passing away comfortably. He worked hard, and he achieved the American dream because that's what he came here to do. And he told me, well, anybody tell you what you can or can't do, you're, you know, you're your, your own man, man. Get up there and do it. And... It's funny because when I lived in the city, I kind of got caught up in a city kind of doldrums. And when I got out of there and I came here, I realized, wow, I really can be anything I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do. You know, I got involved in the food bank. That was something I'd, I'd never been to a food bank. I knew that there was one. I knew where they were. But I'd never been to one because it wasn't something that it was ever a part of my life. When I started my volunteer mission, I, I sent a couple of emails out and the food bank sent me a, uh, a schedule. I said, be here Wednesday at this time. Like, uh -huh. Yes, ma'am. And I showed up there, and it wound up that I became security there. And I helped reshape to what we have now, which is a big, beautiful like, grocery store-looking thing yeah. from a little hole in the wall that we had in the beginning. I helped the start of that. I didn't create all that. It's completely Rebecca. But I helped her get it in the right direction, and it went its way. And then when she, they started over there, I came here. And this, you know, this was a... An old institution that was about to go away. We came in and we brought life back to it. People love coming in here. I have people that have been coming in here since before I was born. They come in here and talk. This is such a cool place in a historic little town. And it could be so cool. And we could have the, I love the festivals. All the cool stuff we have down here. Forest Festival, Oyster Fest. All the cool stuff. It's just wonderful. It, that things that we get to have here. And I feel very blessed to live here in the beautiful community. My kids love it here. My son is a boxer. He runs up and down Pioneer Hill, mm -hmm. seven miles a day. People always tell me, I see your boy running. You know, and uh, we encourage them to be better and be champions and be great at everything you do. And as I hope everybody would encourage their kids to do, you know, um, I think our city is at a point where we're about to get a lot better. I think we can be. And we just need to have the right people in place in order to make that happen. George Blush is running for uh, the City of Shelton Council position number one here in these candidate conversations. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Bull Blush for a cleaner, safer Shelton.